With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And now, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. I have breaking sports news. Good. Good. I'm ready for it. NBC will keep the cameras rolling on any NFL players who choose to kneel during the Star-Spangled Banner when the network airs Super Bowl 52 on Feb 4, according to the game's executive producer. When you are covering a live event, you are covering what's happening. NBC Sports EP Fred Godelli said uh, if there are any players who choose to kneel, they will be shown live. That won't be a problem with the Vikes. They don't have any kneelers, do they? I don't think we got many left, do we? No, I don't uh, know. I do not, there hasn't been much kneeling lately. It kind of died as a story, didn't it? I think it did. The 49ers had a few, and uh, we Pence said the walkout because he knew the 49ers had some kneeling. I think it was the 49ers. Oh, it was the Colts some, game. Yeah, but I know, but. Who were they playing? They had the kneelers. The team they were playing had the kneelers. If so any Viking knew- players are kneeling during the anthem, it's because they're literally praying, not protesting. Uh, you get to fly over if you're playing indoors? I suppose we'll get... I don't think you get a blimp, do you, to look at the top of a roof? Do you? Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Maybe. Maybe, a, maybe a blimp, but a flyover. I not mean, the fighter jet flyover. <laughs> that we'll wouldn't out. do as much good. No, I don't. You don't get the fighter 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 jets for damn sure. You don't get the fighter jets. They might come down from Duluth, huh? Yeah. yeah, but why? Yeah, but that's my point. Why you're indoors? Yeah. Well, there yeah, will be four indoors. million people outside, right? Uh, Spending their money in downtown. No, Minneapolis? they're not. They got big security. They won't let anybody go down there. They got. A, they're going to have blocks blocked off unless you have a ticket. So. I know exactly why you're not going to have a blimp or a flyover. Because there will be such dangerous, icy conditions on every road <laughs> that nobody will be able to uh, move throughout the city. What happened last night? Is it, we got a little ice today, or no, what? No, 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 no. Let me bring you up to speed. We're still okay. balmy. We're still balmy, but overnight tonight, uh, the uh, feathers are going to start to hit the fan. And then maybe a couple of inches of snow tomorrow, and then dropping temperatures. Okay, I saw a video from Minnesota. Some guy on his driveway just sliding down the whole thing on his feet and finally got about 25 feet down there and fell on his arse because it was all ice. That's uh, not last, not here. Not, not, that must have been an old one. Then. That's 36 degrees here all right, right now. All right. I heard, what, 15 below? Somebody from the Twins was just wandering in here who's heading back home and said 15 below this weekend. Saturday night could be 13, 14 below. We're, we'll be fine. We'll be okay. Well, when are you coming back? back? 
Uh, the 19th. Oh, you're still down there for a spell. I'm a week from today. A week from today, I'm coming back for NFC title game mania, followed by Super Bowl mania. Yes, mm-hmm. so I'm going to skip quarterfinal mania. They can, you guys can take care of that without me. We got her covered against the Saints. Against the Saints. So I got to see quite a bit of the hockey game last night on the NHL Network because when it was close there, with ten minutes to go. Uh, and we tied her up. They showed quite a bit of it. And our boys had lots of pressure, but they kept hitting old Mike Smith with the puck. Mm-hmm. Mike Smith's been around forever, for God's sakes. He's, I looked him up. He's 35 years old, and they kept hitting him with the puck. They had a nice spurt to tie it, but uh, yeah. I, I, I just get this feeling they don't really look like a playoff contender. Well, they're they're a contender, but uh, you know who's got the best record in the Western Conference. Vegas. Vegas. Vegas is 29, 10, and something. Isn't that something? I think they're 20, and they got five ties or five overtime losses. So they got, no, they've won 29 out of 41 games, I think. They got, they got, they lead the league. They got, they lead the West with 60 points, and only uh, Tampa Bay's got more points than they do. Well, I can tell you exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they're. Uh, uh, they've only played forty-one games. They're like late. Here, I wrote it down here. Where'd I put it? I had her here. Twenty-nine, twelve. Well, I, I make it twenty-nine and twelve because I add the losses, <laughs> the losses and the phony losses together. Twenty-nine yeah. and twelve. They're they twenty-nine, 20. ten, and two. Wow. Yep. How about that? Sixty points. <laughs> Uh, they gave him a good. They they spent a lot for that expansion team, but they gave him a good deal. But here's my theory: yeah. it's not good for the franchise to be that good right off the bat, is it? You spoiling him? You're spoiling him. You're dang right. You're spoiling him. Like the Colorado Colorado Avalanche came out there the first year they won the cup. They spoiled them. But why wouldn't Vegas benefit from a Vegas location the same way any other professional sports franchise would? Oh, they would? will. It's still going to be a destination for some guys from Toronto to run out there for a game. Uh, you know? I can guarantee you the first time the Wild. When do the Wild play there? I can guarantee you they'll have 4,000 Minnesotans out Reavers. there at least. When do we play Vegas? Reavers. Yes, sir. Vegas. Yes, sir. I think yes, it's sir. March. Yes, sir. Look up the wild schedule. March. When do they play at Las Vegas? I'm on. I, I think, unfortunately, it's during the uh, the hectic period of March when there's a lot of people out there uh, filling up hotel rooms but uh, uh, because of the uh, NCAA basketball. Well, how have the Golden Knights been drawing? Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, real well. And they build yeah. them a new building, right? Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be terrific, yeah. yes. Yeah, and uh, I, I think it's sometime in March. But you'll have four or five thousand Minnesota people. Of course, you got five thousand Minnesota people out there every weekend. So we are at the Vegas Knights Friday, March sixteenth, a day ahead of St. Patty's Day. Oh, Whoa! oh, 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 oh! Oh boy, that cleared I my sinuses. Uh, <laughs> wow, I just I, lost hearing. <laughs> I think we have. Uh, I think we have some people catching the Thursday flight, and we may never see them again, right? When they well, get to Vegas for St. Patty's that weekend. Could, that could happen. Yeah. That's yeah. a bad combination is what that is. <laughs> yes, it is. Vegas, and uh, yeah, I think it'll be uh, terrific. The boys have two days off ahead of the Vegas trip, too. And you know that people are blaming that for Vegas's good, great home record? Is that... 
teams get in there, and if they get in there a couple of days early, they're they're in no condition to play hockey when well, they show up. I was just going to say, what a handicap! The Wild, yes. the Wild have not, as the, as the rate they're going, the Wild have not earned the right to spend a couple of free days in Vegas. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they should. T- they, I think they already took the father's trip, right? They did they that take? on the Florida swing. No, they should have taken the fathers to yeah. Vegas yeah. and find out. Which fathers were the real reprobates? They could have some stories about these guys. <laughs> well, when, we don't when, know. Dad didn't make the flight home. We don't know what. We happened. don't know where Dad is. No. When Chorsky uh, sat in, uh, he did mention that they had taken that uh, that flight that uh, uh, the game already for the fathers and sons, and some of those dads, he said, really, really whoop it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, I don't know. He didn't say any names, but he. Uh, Could you imagine the stories indicate. from the old men? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Well, plus they come. Well, they're not from even the... old now. For God's sakes, you're talking forty-five-year-old guys. Yeah, right. Forty-five, fifty-year-old guys yeah. who have escaped bomb in the hinterlands of Ontario and Saskatchewan, and they're uh, all of a sudden they're down on a beach somewhere, going crazy. All right, so. it's equipped to the Highland Hockey Association dads running up to Duluth for the weekend at yeah. the Radisson you know Hotel. What? I don't think it's the same. Yeah. The, the same. end result is it's just this different surroundings. Well, our club's at the Blackhawk tonight, Patrick. Oh, really? We yeah. get we get robbed. How about uh, Patrick King got five points last night too? You hope uh, they got eight goals last night, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, well, Kane Kane might be picking her up here a little bit. Uh, and the Timberwolves are home to Oklahoma City. I bet that's a sellout. Yeah, and Oklahoma City uh, got beat last night in Oklahoma City. Looked terrible, and uh, so they the Timberwolves also ha- have the advantage of playing a team on a back to back. So, uh, and uh, Reggie Lynch's lawyer spoke today. Yes, I saw that. We didn't learn anything that you wouldn't otherwise. Well, know. he's he's innocent. We learned. Well, that. you always learn that. Yeah, we learned that, and that uh, he wants a quick hearing. I don't blame him for that. I think you know, if the kid's a senior, you should give him his hearing and let him know uh, what 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 senses they're hanging around the team if they're going to tell you you can't play the rest of your career you might as well go do something else well are there two avenues of the law here there's the u what the u says about them and what the law says about them the law hadn't said anything that's right he hadn't been charged with anything has he no i don't neither of the young ladies i believe went to the authorities Hmm. and uh they just went to the E E O A A or whatever the heck the name of it is. They only they only went there and that was sixteen, seventeen months ago. So. Mm-hmm. Him not being charged led his lawyer to uh apparent allegedly uh make a statement uh comparing them uh his treatment to uh uh Japanese during the uh, internment camps from World War Two. Yeah, yeah, he was a little over the Whoops. top for a few he was a little over the top on a couple of occasions. He also thought that maybe it was a good idea that uh, rape victims uh, should be identified. Should be identified or maybe not rape victims but sexual yeah molestation victims or something like that whatever whatever we're accusing although i believe the charge on the one uh, gal says forced intercourse i don't know i haven't seen the charges that's uh well in the uh the charges in the document of the eeoaa or whatever it is so they're at uh, the gophers are at northwestern tonight yeah, Northwestern was supposed to be really good, and they've been a disappointment. Uh, but uh, I would think that uh, they they can probably get themselves straightened out at uh, 
tonight uh, down at against the Gophers, the Underman Gophers. So. All right, we'll uh, be back in just a moment. Is she a nice day in the fort? Yeah, it, uh, it is a nice day in the fort. Almost, almost warm today. It was uh, probably eighty or so, low, low eighties maybe. A little, a little cloudy, but uh, it's been uh, pretty dang good. Hey, two more hockey notes. Yeah, Eric Stahl is their Wilds All Star representative in the Central for the Central Division. They just announced that he may be All Star. Well, he's been pretty good. He's yeah. been a pretty good pickup when they got him. They he was coming off a terrible year. And then I also noted this in Sarah McClellan's uh, uh, report for the Star Tribune today. She's she's kind of advancing tonight's game with the Blackhawks with a blog today. Mm-hmm. And this is what you and I don't approve of. Mm-hmm. After rallying for a 3-2 to two overtime loss to the Flames Tuesday. Yeah, that's I and I wouldn't phrase rallying, it that way. Rallying for a loss, but that's what they did. They rallied for a loss mm-hmm. and got a point. But uh, it's 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 not American. It's not the American way to do it. You can't you rally for a loss. Rally like means that. victory. Rally uh, means to win. Well, or to get, but the what NFL, if you rallied to send it to overtime? Well, <laughs> yeah, what they did. Yeah, they rallied to send it to overtime. They did do that. Yes. So, uh, and they, by the way, I saw most of the overtime. They had some big chances, and then the other team went down and scored a goal. What, what do you get, the hockey package down there? No, just the NHL Network. I was oh. watching on the NHL Network. No, I don't get the hockey package. Oh, heaven. I don't even know if there is a hockey package. <laughs> oh, yeah, heaven just. There's uh-huh. a hockey package. Yes, like Judd. The... You can go over to Judd's house and watch anytime you want. Uh, uh, you no know, he, does, he doesn't miss any games, for goodness sakes. Well, he's not terribly buoyant about the local club. Oh, no, but... He, uh, we were talking about him yesterday, though. He treats 82 hockey games like they're 16 NFL games. Mm-hmm. He gets very upset about each and every one of those, uh, or or up or down, depending on those uh, what comes happening in those 82 games. So, where are we on Sunday? Are we any closer to uh, knowing for a fact uh, to favor one team or the other? Are we anticipating a close game? Uh, where are we here? Let's go. Uh, I don't know what uh, what's the uh, feeling of our uh, football maestros back there. I, I would think that uh, Vikings it are should con- be a close game, but the Vikings are what four or five, four and a half point favorites. I I, th- right. I think the Vikings win by a touchdown. I really do. Week off. Yeah. I, I there's the Saints are such a different team when they play on the road than when they play at home. They've been good throughout the year, but. Uh, the Vikings with the week off, I think they win by seven. I think football is the only sport where you really benefit from a week off. Oh, yeah. Because oh, you're yeah. dying, and you need the week. I think it screws up. Like The NHL has this stupid five-game mandatory break coming up, don't they? Don't need, doesn't each team have to take a five-day break? Didn't they do that? They already the did that at Christmas, yeah. didn't they? Oh. oh, I don't know. Did they do it again at the All-Star break? I don't, I don't know I don't what know. they're doing. I don't, I don't think know. it helps people. I just don't. well, but here the NH, NFL thing. I saw Rudolph today. He's quoted as saying how much better his ankle feels because mm-hmm. he's had, you know, he played the last three games. He played very limited in those three games because he had a bad ankle, and now he gets two weeks to rest. Nobody from Atlanta got to rest. I mean, New Orleans got to rest in that game. They went right down to the buzzer. Man. So. 
That was a hell of a game. Yeah, emotionally drained they might be. Uh, I, uh, you know, it's the same old deal. Uh, if if the Vikings get off to a good start, they could win it easy if they get a quick turnover or something. Otherwise, you don't want Breeze to have the ball with uh, three minutes to go and a chance to win the game. Though you don't you don't want that. Are, are the, is it safe? Is it uh, fair to say the Vikings, for the most part, have won games doing? really basically all they needed to do to win? In other words, are they capable of putting the foot on the throat of the opponent? Oh, yeah. Yeah, their defense is terrific. Their defense is best they've had since the Purple People Eaters. That's saying something. Well, and I think in these last couple of weeks, Joe, in the regular season, to answer your question, I mean, they, they went into that Green Bay game saying, let's just run the ball, let's run out the clock, the conditions are terrible, let's not get anybody hurt, and let's get out of here alive with a W. Mm-hmm. And I think they did the same thing against the Bears the last week of the season. So I think that the offense does possess more ability to, to put up more points and more yardage than they show it. Which obviously will need to be evident Sunday. Yes, it will. Yeah. The only thing that could beat them is if Adrian Peterson comes in and fumbles three, four times like he did last <laughs> time they played. If Latavius Murray turns into turns into uh, Adrian Peterson and, and then they throw an interception or two. Turnovers could beat them, Joe. Boy, a lot can that. happen in one season when you realize that uh, that was the talking uh, point of game yes, one was yes. Adrian. <laughs> Adrian, yes. That's what I yeah you know, I just that just occurred to me that uh, wow I wonder how old Adrian's going to do down there. I was down there in July. Remember I was down there for some event yeah. and uh, they were fired up about having Adrian. Man, they thought Adrian was going to punch up that running game, and it turned out he was their number three running back. So it didn't work out. He's all in the race, huh? Yeah. Yes, and then he went to Arizona and got hurt. He's got a bad neck, which means that's not good for a running back. The bad neck, or any football player, the bad neck is not the way to go in football. Uh, necks and backs don't work. I get a cr- I cringe every time Parisi catches a stick across his back uh, mm-hmm. right now watching <laughs> him play. It just drives me crazy. Well, he's had the surgery. He's, uh, you know, he's, he, I don't know. It was hard to say how he was moving last night. I'm not, I wasn't that much of an expert on that game. So Tigers playing Torrey Pines in Riviera. Okay, we'll let's see go. how that works out. Golf Digest. I think it's Golf Digest. Maybe Golf World has a long uh, piece on uh, that Tyrone kid. Remember the 17-year-old kid yep. that uh, was going to be on the, you know, came out there, won his PGA card, was ready to roll. And yep. uh, this uh, gal, uh, I, I didn't make it to the end yet, but she was tracking him down. He's not easy to find. He kind of became an all kind of iconoclast, mm-hmm. I guess. After uh, after he flamed out, but he was going to be the next Tiger when he got his card at age 17 and and uh, disappeared basically. Sports talk will return in just a moment. Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy and 37 degrees. An attorney for Reggie Lynch today said the center for the University of Minnesota Gophers basketball team categorically and vehemently denies allegations of sexual misconduct made against him in October. Two women have come forward with separate allegations. They were sexually assaulted by Lynch in April of 2016. His attorney, uh, Ryan Pasiga, said today Reggie Lynch categorically denies the allegations in both instances. Lynch plans to appeal the university's equal opportunity and affirmative action investigative findings that have led to a suspension and recommendation for expulsion. Pasiga said he had filed requests for hearings and is working with the university to schedule them. A panel of three university officials would hear the appeal, make the decision. Beyond that, a further appeal could be made to the university provost. 
How about unequivocally? Did he unequivocally uh, deny them like Miguel Sano did? Just categorically and vehemently. Okay. Or as he said, vehemently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Is that right. for effect? <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, Miguel, when they were reading a statement to him, said, yeah. "Be sure to th- be sure to throw unequivocally in there, would you please?" <laughs> Timberwolves are in action tonight. They're in the middle of a homestand. They'll face the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Target Center. Uh, Calgary right back at it. Uh, Calgary, excuse me. The Wild right back at it. Defeated by Calgary last night in overtime. Uh, they're in Chicago tonight to play the Blackhawks, and uh, we did just find out. Eric Stahl will represent the team at this year's All-Star Game in Tampa. Uh, it's his fifth All-Star Game. He's the only rep for the Wild this year. They do have uh, five days off for the All-Star Game. Kent informs us on Twitter. Yeah. I'm telling so you, they Joe knows this five-day stuff. break. Yeah, it drives Joe me knows crazy. his stuff, yeah. News notes from today. After being placed under lockdown for almost an hour today, Dakota County Technical College reports all is clear. The school placed under lockdown shortly before 2 this afternoon at about 2.50. The school released a statement saying the lockdown was no longer in effect. The statement did not say why the school was placed under lockdown. Somebody left a bag in the hallway, I would guess. Those on campus were asked to remain in place, lock doors, and shut off any lights. Again, that lockdown lifted at about 2.50 this afternoon. What do you think, Rook? Do you think TC went out and took care of the problem? Tommy Cross? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's what it was. He just went Tommy, and grabbed the bag. I'll and was, go grab that bag and look in it and see what's going on. There was some street tacos. Uh, they disappeared <laughs> in no time. And uh, is, uh, that constitution of crosses just took care of the entire situation. Yes, that's, that's true. The State Department of Public Safety says 2,656 motorists were arrested for driving impaired during a stepped-up enforcement campaign between November 2nd and December 31st. Uh, that's up over 200 DW arrests, a DWI arrests during the same period in 2016. The department says they're using the numbers to urge people ahead of Super Bowl 52 to not get behind the wheel after drinking. So we only worry about that when the Super Bowl is coming to town. <laughs> Where's Kenny? Right here. Oh, he's just grumpy today? I don't know. He I just, just walked in, you just bastard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the reason Dakota County was praying. locked down is because they saw uh, somebody with a holster and a firearm oh, in the holster. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the, uh, Thank you for that, sir. Yeah, shut I up. appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> The state patrol said the majority of the DWI arrests in the Twin Cities uh, was at uh, they most of the arrests were in the wow. Twin Cities. Three hundred thirty-five of them during the campaign. Minneapolis police made eighty-two such arrests. St. Paul seventy-five and Bloomington forty. Really says the highest blood alcohol content during that era. Uh, era uh, during that. Oh my John, God! I think I had you? a stroke. You all right? Yes, John. During that period, God Almighty was logged by the Coon Rapids Police Department. Point. Four nine two. That's almost dead, isn't it? That's that's pretty high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost five. And that person was driving. Yes, they were wow. arrested. As a matter of fact, wow. Joe. Did they were know? out in force uh, early in December. I don't know what was going on, but there were cops all over. I thought they were just looking for speeders to try to get their end of the year quota, but uh, they were out in force. Uh, I'm I'm now going to try to get through a story without a mistake. All right. Mm -hmm. President Trump held a joint news conference with Norwegian Prime Minister Ernest Solberg this afternoon in the White House East Room. I took the opportunity to bash Democrats and undermine the uh, legitimacy of the Russian investigation. (laughs) Really? I go only pawn in game of life. 
<laughs> the president said there was absolutely no collusion, no collusion, but it's really with the Democrats and the I think Russians. The guy from Norway gave a bleep. <laughs> it's actually a woman. Actually, yeah. whatever. Yeah, the woman. Uh, so he his comments came amid reports that uh, Robert Mueller's team may interview the president directly, but uh, he said, of course, if there was no collusion at any level. Seems unlikely I'd even have to do an interview. So that's where he was at this afternoon. He's yet to throw a dinner party. I know. Really? What's the throw deal? Throw a party. Have a party. Yeah. Let's go here. Have a state dinner. <laughs> I did see a picture of him uh, with uh, Marla Maples on the Twitter today. Well, he was, invite her. Well, he was at the Super Bowl here the last time the Super Bowl was here. They were sitting at the 50-yard line. It, it, it mean the last time it was in Minnesota? That's correct. I'll oh, I thought you meant him and Marla had a little reunion. No, something. no, no. The last Boy, time has was... she gone undercover since she got the big settlement and hasn't said a word, has she? <laughs> Thailand's prime minister has evaded journalist questions by bringing out a life-sized cardboard cutout of himself and te- <laughs> telling reporters to talk to it. What's his name, John? His name is Prayuth Chanocha. Okay. Oh, yeah. He then turned Does it around. come complete with the, the cut-out mouth that yeah. somebody behind it moves? And, well, we think this program will work. Is that something you can order? A life-size cut-out of yourself? Can you get those online? Oh, and you're the president of Thailand. I suppose. After telling reporters to talk to it, he turned around and walked off, leaving the mock-up behind to looks and awkward laughter from the government house press pack. The Prime Minister had briefly spoken to the media after attending an event promoting upcoming Children's Day, but deployed his cutout before anyone could ask him about a number of pressing political issues. Well, uh, what uh, what kind of scandals does he have going, do we know? Thailand? There must nah, be something. They got a yeah. lot. They, they got, got plenty of them. You can get them. They got them. <laughs> you, can <get> them. <laughs> you can get them. Uh, Charlie Daniels. Remember Charlie? I do. Oh, Charlie. Yeah. Don't tell me Charlie's no longer with us. No, he's still he with us. He's okay. still with us. But he's not too keen on the new Taco Bell ad campaign. Uh, the music artist took to Twitter to admonish Taco Bell for joking about the Illuminati. Presumably after he became aware of the Tex-Mex chain's new commercials for its $1 menu, he tweeted, Hey, Taco Bell, the Illuminati is not a frivolous subject. I'm struggling to understand how the Illuminati would be part of a Taco Bell commercial. Well, Joe, they have a fictitious Bell-Illuminati filled with cloaked, ominous figures, and they all talk about Taco Bell's $1 menu, and they act like they're the folks that came up with it, and they're the only ones that get to take advantage of it. So they're like the Illuminati, you know, controlling our, our world. And Charlie's upset because? Because uh, he has, in the past, written about the Illuminati and shadow governments. Oh, okay. He worries about that. So yeah, I think okay. with the, you know... For me, I'm. John, how's Willie Nelson doing? Well, funny you should bring that up. I have that right here. Okay. He met about the Illuminati as well? No, he he, uh, had to cancel an act. He uh, ended a concert. Oh, no. We're going to lose Willie? He abruptly ended a concert in San Diego after coughing and experienced breathing difficulties during the first song of his performance. According to a newspaper, concert attendants said the 84-year-old left the stage in the midst of his concert opener, Whiskey River, and didn't come back. His publicist told the paper he has either a bad cold or the flu, and he'd be returning to Texas to recover. The representative also confirmed that Nelson would be canceling the remainder of his shows scheduled for January. An email explaining the cancellations from Ticketmaster said in part, unfortunately due to illness, Willie Nelson's performance concluded early. Now, his next scheduled date then would be February 7th in Macon, Georgia, with seven other performances expected throughout the month. Uh, he's back in Texas 
on April. How old 20th. is Willie? John? 84. 84. And when we killed him off four or five years ago, he got a hit song out of the deal. Yeah. Right? Yep. What's what's the name? I'm still. Uh, I'm, God, I'm uh, still breathing. I'm, I'm not dead. I'm still not dead. I'm still smoking. Like <laughs> no. Now, what's the policy on on refund? I mean, if you're over eighty and you're a performer, isn't that just kind of roll <laughs> yeah. of the dice? You, yes. you may or may not make it. We're not sure. That's true. That's you true. probably get a get a okay. A little stipend back. I think they'll give you some. Okay. Speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, I I got to mention this before I forget because I'm old. But uh, Joe, you and I don't have to be embarrassed about still working. I just saw a note that Sid Hartman is negotiating a contract oh. extension with the big neighbor. You've got to be kidding Way to go. Wow, wow. All right. I think that's the name of Willie Nelson's tour. I still remember tour. I think that's what it is. Rook, you're golden. Really? Oh, yeah. If Sid's still negotiating, yeah, right. we'll, get, we'll get Gabe through the academy. We'll be good to go, huh? Don't worry about Gabe. He'll shoplift his way through if he has to. <laughs> God, thank you. School computer yes, uh, changes grades. You'll be back, though, won't you, John? I will, yeah. yes. In Sacramento, California, 22-year-old Zachary Samaha had himself a Saturday night. Apparently, Zachary stole a Sacramento Police Department squad car. A bystander who witnessed all this, Chris Marzan, said the barefoot Samaha got in the car, drove it to the A1 Market Liquor off Florin Road, walked into the store, came out of the store, headed back to the cop car with a 40-ounce bottle of beer that he had already opened. Mm. Marzan, the uh, fellow who was there seeing all this, ordered Samaha to the ground and summoned officers. Uh, Marzan works as a security guard, had handcuffs in his car, and cuffed Samaha and held him until police got there. I didn't think that was the ending he wanted. I don't think what so. an insult being arrested by a security guard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who had who had handcuffs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, Joe. Earlier this squirrel week, chaser with handcuffs. <laughs> earlier, you were taking suggestions for the possible theme of Garage Logic in 2018. Yep. Loyal listener Terry writes in for this year's theme for GL. We'll leave when Sid leaves. <laughs> there you go. I don't know if we have that much time left. That's not bad. <laughs> I, Kenny, I once got caught for underage drinking by Earl Killian, the uh, Prior Lake cop who was like in his 80s. Oh, Did he send I, you? Was, I was the only guy ever got caught by Earl. Did he send you home? <laughs> yeah, he didn't make a big deal out of it. But we were trying to, we got stopped and then we were trying to sneak the beer out the side of the back seat and put it, <laughs> put it, on, the, put it on the ground. <laughs> And then I was standing over there, and Earl came over and tripped over the case of beer. So uh, I, I would say they had prima facie evidence on us there. I, uh, I, I rear-ended a lady uh, right in front of our town cop. We called him One Adam Lloyd. Uh, he pulled over, and my buddy Scott got out and ran. I don't yeah. know where he ran to, but uh, One Adam Lloyd sent me home, and I hopped in a different vehicle and went right back downtown. <laughs> Downtown. What was yeah. that? Five five hundred yards, maybe. <laughs> wow! Wow! Shooting the luck back. Uh, huh? Yes. No, five hundred yards. That'd be too big. <laughs> no, there's no downtown where you grew up. Is what I'm trying to say. Yes. I don't think Kenny's amused you. <laughs> Never mind. You've been there, Alexandria. No, dumbass. Evansville. Yeah. There's no downtown. <laughs> what? I've never been to downtown Evansville. Okay. Yeah. If you drove through it, you were. Yeah. Did you have a grain <laughs> elevator, Kenny? I had a couple of them. 
Oh, Brad, that yeah. is, this is a booming right, bird. Right yeah. there in the non-existent downtown. <laughs> I guess there's no downtown where I grew up, so the hardware store and Tom's place, the drugstore and the supermarket and the meat market, I guess they're not downtown. I, I, I don't know where they are if they're not downtown because well, the Lord Mayor says we don't have a downtown. If, if it makes you feel any better, Kenny, uh, once we were talking about building fires outside, and I said, I like having fires. He said, yeah, but you live out there in the country where nobody else lives. I live right in the middle of a town. <laughs> no concept of anything west of the Mississippi. No, idiot. <laughs> One of the saddest stories ever in this segment. Then why do it? Why? We need a little sadness in our lives. All right. Yeah, there you go. A North Carolina man was arrested Monday after he stole his stepdaughter's puppy and sold it for drugs. Oh, that's, that's oh, pretty man. sad. That is bad. How much that's pretty sad. How much drugs did he get? I mean, maybe it's okay. What did he get? <laughs> Rock bottom. They, they didn't say how much, but he traded it for methamphetamine. So I'm oh. guessing it wasn't wasn't a lot. Kind of like Larry David. <laughs> kind of like he stole the he stole the, the dog. Remember? He I don't remember the, that episode. I do. Yeah, Susie's daughter's dog. Oh. <laughs> That's what she said, Larry. You four-eyed bleep. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You got, you got my water daughter drunk and stole her bleeping dog. Forty-one-year-old <laughs> Christopher Eeks allegedly stole the eight-week-old Yorkie puppy oh. from the home in Dudley. I Good love lord. The guy. He's a acquit him. He deserves it. An investigation <laughs> found that Eeks had taken the puppy and traded it for meth. He was charged with larceny of a dog and jailed under a $2,500 secured bond. The dog, detective said, was given to another family. It makes you wonder who in the meth business would accept a dog. <laughs> That's right. I have their different qualities of meth. Is there low-grade meth and good meth? Uh, I, I mean, so you can maybe Kenny, get some low-grade meth. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> a Bellevue man in Washington state, shot himself in the hand while demonstrating the proper way to clean and take apart a gun. Oh. Uh, two men, ages 23 and 25, told police a 23-year-old friend was showing them how to clean Springfield XD 9mm. Last Friday at their home, he decided to show them how fast he could take the gun apart. Both men told police they were in the kitchen when the friend racked the gun, slide, and ejected a bullet. The man then tried to show them that the gun was empty by holding the muzzle of the gun oh. to his hand oh. and pulling the trigger. Is that a good way to test? There were, Maybe aim at I a wall. I don't know. There were a lot of guys my age walking around with a with a hole in their hand from trying to stay out of Vietnam. Man, that was a that was a common well, way we, to Rad's told avoid us the a, draft. Rad's told us a story today about a guy who came into the shoe store where he was working. The guy was on crutches. He wanted to return the shoes. One of them had a hole in it all the way through it. The guy obviously had shot his foot. And he's mm -hmm. trying to return the shoes, and they, 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 repaired, they repaid him. Uh, Greg Ullman shot himself in the foot to avoid the draft. Did he? Yeah. It worked. Yes. Mm -hmm. Massachusetts man won Did a... Did he return his shoes or no? <laughs> mm -hmm. Massachusetts man won a $1 million lottery prize less than five months after his wife won the same amount from Publishers Clearinghouse. Did you know we still had Publishers Clearinghouse? I did no, not know I that. I didn't either. Robert Goodwin of Randolph, Massachusetts, said he bought the $5 scratch-off ticket. Uh, the ticket won him a $1 million prize. He said the jackpot came just four months after his wife won the $1 million from the PCH sweepstakes. Uh, they say they plan to use their winnings to move to an over-55 community. 
because he doesn't want to shovel anymore. <laughs> good for oh, him. Okay. That's a good reason. Go, buddy. Yeah. He's done. In, in Canada, a truck driver has been charged after police responded to reports in Brighton of overhead wires being hit by the truck trailer with six feet of snow on top. The driver was on Prince Edward Street December 28th, about 11 in the morning, but failed to stop, continued northbound out of town before officers located the trailer with the snow. The driver, a 51-year-old man from Tweed, was charged with overheight vehicle. Bell Canada was notified of the incident since the damaged wires belonged to them. Uh, so uh, because of all this, Northumberland Police is reminding motorists to clean the snow off their vehicles prior to traveling on the roads, even if they're not driving a semi. They say you're required under the Highway Traffic Act to clear enough snow to be able to see clearly out of your front, side, and rear windows. In Ontario, it's not an offense to drive with an accumulation of snow on the roof of your car, truck, or trailer, however, if that snow or ice flies off and hits a pedestrian or causes a collision. Now that's a good warning for us here in Minnesota, too, even though I'm in Florida, but... Uh... Semis. That's a good yeah, one. not a lot of uh, snow-capped semis down no, in Southwest no. Florida. You can tell sometimes when those semis have been sitting, and all of a sudden ice chunks are flying oh. at you <laughs> off the top of the semi, and you have to yeah. drive around them to get away from them. All right, thank you. Yep. Before we preview the ride, just want to make another quick mention for those uh, Garage Logic pint glasses. Uh, Thursday, tomorrow, January 11th, and Friday, January 12th, you can pick them up in the lobby between 2 and 5 p.m. And also Monday, January 22nd, and Tuesday, January 23rd, from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. in the lobby if you order those Garage Logic pint glasses. Thank you. Pat, what's coming up? Oh, not that much. I I know I wouldn't get too excited about it, but <laughs> no. Oh, what the, what the hell? Since getting a new contract, what should we worry about, yeah. man? What the, what to know? Uh, uh, well, we'll have uh, Jess Myers in here for the hockey half hour. We're gonna uh, probably have Herm again. Herm's still been checking in, and uh, Chip Scoggins will have a conversation with us, and uh, we will uh, talk about various items, including the fact, Joe, that forty years ago today. The Vikings played in their last Super Bowl. That that tells you something about the the sports clock, doesn't it? It was uh, on January tenth. Tenth, January tenth at uh, the Rose Bowl. They, yeah, Raiders thirty-two to fourteen, and the worst beating the Vikings wow. ever ever took in the Super Bowl. Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's thirty-six degrees. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. 
And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.